0: okay all right so let me know when uh, you want to just kick it off and uh, get into it how are we kicking us off
1: uh do we have a thing or are we just gonna well i know what the intro should be
0: now it's going to be this whole audio over music and that's going to be our introduction (laughs) 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 but uh uh uh, good god wow pardon me while i have a stroke is here for the paycheck guys That's (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is that's what it is vince is here for the money you can tell
1: send me all the saliva
0: hello everyone one person, six people. I don't know how many we're up to at this point. Welcome to episode two of Blinker Fluid. I, this week, same as last week, am Nick, and I'm pretty sure I am Vince. Still, okay, good.
1: Yeah. Oh, has not changed. changed. Thank you. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. Welcome back. Yeah,
0: yeah. And for anybody
1: a... new, I'm sorry you're here.
0: Welcome, yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the madness. We have a long, proud history of tradition of listeners goes back almost seven days now and we will continue to uphold that proud tradition if we can as always we are brought to you by absolutely no one there is nobody who's decided that we're worth sponsoring yet but that's okay because we're gonna talk anyway Uh, we're gonna talk either way i don't care if they sponsor us or not oh yeah no (laughs) we can do this forever we could. That's the scary thing. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be in our
1: 90s, turning these out. talk so about making car- no money off of it, <laughs> just taking people off
0: for the just the ultimate podcast in the, nurse, in the nursing home. We like have like guests from the nursing home. Morty says he raced with Carol Shelby in 1982. Doesn't make sense because we're the same age, but it's fine.
2: <laughs> I remember when the Civic wasn't huge.
0: <laughs> it used to rev to 12,000 rpm. <laughs> Back in my day, the WRX was a trim level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. On the I want to kick this off on the most negative note that I can. Oh boy. I saw an article, a commercial today while I watched my I guess that gives away that it's Sunday that we're recording this. Well, I watched my New York Giants cruise to their first win of the season. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We beat the Washington football team, um, which is just absurd, (laughs) but it's fine. It's okay. While watching that epic contest of football juggernauts, I came across a commercial for the 2021 Cadillac Escalade.
1: I don't think I've ever seen an actual Escalade commercial
0: in my life. You know, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I don't know that I've, I've just seen them. I never, I didn't know how they got people to buy them outside of giving them to them when their albums went platinum and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. However, I've seen the new one. Okay. Vince, why don't you go ahead and, and look that up for me real quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was not prepared for the
1: look of this car. I mean, Cadillac Escalades are like just a slightly more
0: bougie version of. It's a glammed uh, up. It's a glammed up Tahoe or suburban. is what it is. Y- yeah. Now, which is ne- never a bad thing. It no, was no, just no.
1: For specific clientele.
0: I agree, but they always looked special. They always looked like Cadillacs. Right. If you look up the new one. I'm telling you it looks like a Tahoe, it looks like it looks like every other, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Wow,
1: wow, I, I know. Oh my god, yeah. If and it comes in brown, yes.
0: <laughs> so, I I also did what you're doing, I went to the site, I wanted to see how they were. How they were optioning it, what the packages were, what you were looking at in terms of of a way to kind of make your your escalator escalate And Yeah, it's 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 bad, man. That is not not good. No, no, for the for it looks like it literally looks just like the uh, Superman or It doesn't look. No, it literally right. could be anything else going down the road.
1: It does not look special.
0: Which, and I, I assume you you agree with me on that point, is is an inherent trait of of a Cadillac. It's supposed to look... It's supposed to be a Cadillac. You're supposed to look at it and go, oh, there's a Cadillac going down the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, you might you might never have liked it or really agreed with that style or whatnot, but you, you couldn't deny that it had some element of style to it.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, was, it was... It was one of those things that kind of owned its own identity, even you know, positive or negative and they've completely, they just decided to give it no identity at all. No. And wow. Even the interior ain't great. I know. I I mean, it's not
1: awful. Don't get No, no, no. no. It's not not bad. Like the outside of the thing is, but no,
0: but this is one of those things and we mentioned it. We mentioned it last week with the demon. Don't you feel like you should be getting a little more out of your, out of your $80,000? Like, the side profile isn't bad. No, it, it still sits. It looks to the from the side like it's supposed to. It it, it very much still is is an Escalade, but it just doesn't that front end like it just doesn't look you have to look at it for a minute to go, oh, oh, it's a Cadillac. Oh. Alright.
1: Yeah, I think this one might literally just be the front end, honestly. Because like, even the back, those tail lights are pretty oh yeah, uh, it's
0: got the nine hundred foot long taillights in the back. Yeah, they kept those. Those were those were apparently fine. Right, which I
1: I'm perfectly okay with. Those were kind of like a trademark, and you want to know what over the years, whatever. You know, you keep your trademark, uh-huh. you keep your trademark. Sure. Back looks yeah. fine,
0: side looks fine. The front. It's all the front, but like yeah, look at it versus the twenty twenty because they're next to each other on the site. If you click twenty one twenty twenty, the twenty twenty, you're like, damn, that's an escalate. Like oh, like off the bat, pow, hits you. They're even yeah. there. Even the the website even knows that because. It says the original icon of Arrival. (laughs) For
1: the 2020.
0: Yeah, it's like this is a car that pulled up and you went, damn, there's an Escalade pulling up.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wait, if you go to the 2020, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, right? Okay. And then go up a little bit. Okay. There's a black 2020. And then right below it, there's a white 2021.
0: That is not a good idea. (laughs) Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: The difference is night and day,
0: and oh, Literally, man. that is a poor decision. Wow. They need to fix that. That's bad. That's real bad. That's real bad. Wow. Dude. A legend reimagined. Well, re reimagine it, because... <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take that back to the drawing board, please. That, oh, man. And why would they put them next to each other? Oh, I my God.
1: Know. You want to know what I think happened? Hit me. I think GM saw what uh, saw what Chrysler did with that Grand Wagoneer and said hold my beer. <laughs> we can make something uglier
0: out of oh something that used to be gorgeous. Goodness. Yeah, that's They better not do that to the to the rest of them. I, they really better not. I, that's unreal. Yeah, that's not good. I would not have yeah, I would definitely not have put them on top of each other. No. <laughs> That no, I do not at a, all. You know what's even crazier, too, though? <laughs> I find myself wanting the grill from the 21 on the 20.
1: The, the blackout grill? Yes. But you'd have to make it bigger because it's like it's a smaller grill on the 20. It is smaller.
0: It's like part of the headlights. What the hell? Yeah. I'm like, the more I look at this, the more I'm like, who? Why would you even? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I wouldn't have put that there. No, but there you have it. Uh, you right. still can get them in standard luxury and premium luxury, so there you got that going for you, which is nice.
1: 2021 Cadillac Escalade for the blind.
0: For the blind, I'm shocked they didn't introduce the uh hybrid in here, too. <laughs> all right, let's take one heartbreak at a time. <laughs> well, it says the future has arrived, you know, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of hybrid type. Stuff coming out more so than usual. Although, you know, Chevy was doing the the was it a suburban they did? I think they did a pickup too. They did hybrid like editions that had it. But now, what we're seeing the horizon of of the twenty twenty one Autoscape, aside from the Escalade, which as we know already is a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at quite a few fully electric pickup trucks. Um, And I mean, there's ones that got a whole bunch of press, like, you know, Tesla did the Cybertruck thing, which, you know, whatever. Sure. Good for you, Elon, you absolute madman. You, you absolutely go back to building flamethrowers, though, to be honest, is what I prefer you to be doing. But anyway, you got Ford dropping an electric F-150. Yep. GM has decided to (laughs) build the antithesis of what Hummer was. With yeah. an electric pickup truck as well. Let's build the
1: anti Hummer. Hummer. Uh, I, f- I don't know why they decided that was a good idea. It's not like anybody who's going to be shopping for uh, any consumer who shops for an electric pickup truck is going to go. What's that brand that? I don't know, like killed half the planet a few years back? <laughs> Hummer. Yeah. South
0: Park yeah. episode about it. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, Did they, make, they make it electric now. Oh my gosh, that's better than my, better than my hybrid, it's better than my Prius. Let's go get that. Like, no, 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 no one's gonna do that. So, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with that marketing stunt they've
0: got going on there, but I don't think it's the go to. Well, they, I first of all, I have my own opinions about electric pickup trucks, uh, electric anything with me is is a weird subject. I understand environmentally what they do for us. They're, to an extent, uh, as somebody who has a very serious speed problem, which I've admitted before, electric is cool because you kind of have that instant torque and power thing on demand. I like that. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes like the heart out of a car, though, to me. Yeah. So that, that that's my electric spiel, which I'm sure we'll get into at some other point. As far as pickups go, electricity, if you're going to apply it to any vehicle, is going to have the best result. I think trucks is the is the thing because you can make insane amounts of torque in not necessarily a vehicle that needs all the speed or power, but can still do its job and has less of an impact than it would normally. Right. I agree with you on that. So my
1: my whole thing with electric pickup trucks right now, for For one, stepping away from the uh, major manufacturers for a second, there's a lot of uh, I won't say a lot. there's there's a there's a few smaller companies that are specializing in electric vehicles right now that are tackling an electric pickup truck idea aside from tesla the The one really cool one that stands out to me is a company called Bollinger Motors. They've developed. The B2 and the B1, they are class three pickup trucks and have some, have a lot of cool features about them. Particularly, the one that interests me the most is the pass through pathways through the vehicle. So, because of the way they've designed their batteries to be held in the frame underside underneath the body, they have through the body these like pass through panels where you can basically take uncut she uh sheets of plywood, uncut just like two by fours, two by eights, two by eights, whatever, and just like slam these things at like full 40 foot lengths or 20 foot lengths or whatever you want, just like through the entire thing, tag both ends, tag both ends and drive down the road.
0: Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. You know, just like just interesting stuff like that, that
1: that's going on with them.
0: The only thing that I would ask that I don't know for sure, which is why I'm asking Class three would also mean that they don't need airbags, right? I believe you might be right.
1: I'm not 100 positive on that. I know mainly class three is they're 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 stating that it's class three for uh, capacity ratings, right? For the most part. anyway. Continue now. Getting back to major manufacturers, however, I my theory on where this whole electric pickup truck thing is going to go prior to it being something that consumers really kind of dive into. You're always going to have the guys that claim that, you know, they, they want to be ahead of the, uh, of, of the curve on this. They just want the, the newest thing and the coolest thing on the block, and they're going to buy them right off the bat. And the vast majority of people aren't going to really go for it right away. That's just how it goes. But I think that this has a good potential to break into more centralized industries. Be it large logging uh, industries, mining uh, facilities, places that are basically cities on, unto themselves, or you know, at least at the very least, towns unto themselves, where they're basically out there in this area. They already have fleets of vehicles on site now to service and to take care of those fleets of vehicles. They might have on site um mechanic shops already but they're also going to have on-site gas stations this you know all this stuff to support that well they also get on-site electricity they get high voltage electricity directly to those sites so that they can run their high voltage equipment well instead of having both gas uh, like like a gas station or a diesel station and your high voltage transformer why not just have your high voltage and just distribute that off to charging stations?
0: Yeah. You know, the transitionary period, I think, like with anything else, would probably be the worst part of that. But a lot of those places budget enough for it that they could probably do most of it at once, you know?
1: Yeah. Or even if it doesn't happen until, you know, this, a site gets moved or a new site gets opened or something. But I I think that might be some of the areas that something like an electric pickup truck just becomes more of a mainstay. And whether or not it's an industry thing or even someplace like military bases, places that just have fleets of vehicles readily available for all this stuff, it might be easier for the amount of use that they're getting during a day to just run on one charge a day and just park it somewhere. And you know whatever the cost equivalent comes out to for just raising your electric bill and getting rid of another big chunk of another bill that you might be getting, you know whether that cost evaluation comes out to being that you're saving some money, just you know, increasing your electricity bill and decreasing your fuel, uh, you know, whatever it might be. I'm
0: not sure. Well, the military base thing is is intriguing too, because in terms domestically, I think abroad. Right?
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm speaking purely domestically. Places like West Point, you know, the academies, things like that.
0: Yeah. Why would you not? A lot of the guard stations, even too, you know. Those guys probably be a lot happier if their APCs aren't doing only 45 down the highway and they're sitting in the right lane the whole time. You know, you can get a little more out of these. I don't don't know
1: if you'd be able to I don't know, you know, if they'd be able to use them in applications like that or if it would just be mostly for even just on base maintenance on base stuff that. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is just general transportation around for these kinds of things. Is probably where it's going to be.
0: Well, you start small, and then once the infrastructure is in place, you're you're able to expand it out and make it a little bit more ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, I just don't see in, unless the numbers they come out with for range are just absolutely bonkers and things we haven't seen before. I don't think it's going to appeal to anybody who's looking to buy a pickup truck on the private market right now.
0: Well, my other my other argument with it now. I don't like I said I'm not necessarily opposed to it because I think if there's an area where this helps immediately, it's it's probably the pickup truck area in terms of either A if your argument's environmental or B if you're like, well, I still need something that can that can do the work. My issue with it is they're going to be expensive, man. Oh yeah. The, you know, the GM's gonna try and drop the Hummer at like, I think 70, it's gonna start at.
1: But that's what I was saying about them. You know, the, this first wave of people that buy them are gonna be the people that just want the newest thing on the block. They're already spending 70 grand on their truck.
0: That's true. It's true. My, 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 when it was brand new, that, that F350 I had was like 60 grand. Yeah. You know, I bought it for 10. <laughs>
1: for, for many reasons, it was that price.
0: Well, the right engine, it? but
1: yeah, uh, you will have a private market that wants to buy it. I don't know if you're really going to get the guy that's like, yeah, it's going to be able to do the work, kind of a thing. I don't think they're going to go for it right away. I think it's mainly going to be the the wealthy people who buy the trucks just to have a truck, and that's that's really it. You know, the, the yeah. pavement
0: pounders commute that thing
1: fifteen minutes to work and back each day.
0: Those are probably the guys more than likely first who are going to get it anyway, because the guys who right now need them to do real work are buying diesel anyhow. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, it's not the people who you eventually would want to buy this. It's not it's not competing with the diesel, with the gas engines. It's competing with the diesel one for what it for what it is. For right now, I think yeah. They come out with some dumb numbers and they like they like to do these stunts, you know. Ford did the the hell it it pulled a it pulled a train and it had a whole bunch of trucks on it. Yeah. You know, torque, man. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. No one's denying that it can do the work. But it's not going to be and and I I think Part of it's cost prohibitive and part of it's a culture thing. <laughs> a lot of guys are just, no, no, there needs to be explosions if I'm gonna get work done. Yeah, and if you're gonna
1: break into a community to dive into electric vehicles, I don't know if the truck market's the one that's gonna be the most welcoming.
0: I don't think so either, which is which is why it's such a weird you know what I mean? Because it could really help in the regard that, yeah, they're capable of of a lot because of the nature of the technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, down the line, it may end up being more cost effective for the companies. But these same companies are the ones that have been doing things the same way for up teen years. And they go to buy their fleet of diesel trucks every time. It's going to be hard to get through to those guys. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes for sure. And, and
1: for the most part, people don't use their trucks as specialty vehicles just for doing the work. They use them as their daily vehicles.
0: It's a car, right? And you do
1: whatever you do. Whether or not you're going to be able to, right now at this time, build a electric pickup truck that can both do the work and with the weight that's going to come along with that, be able to get the range to justify this being a a car to use on a daily basis. We'll have to see.
0: Yeah, that's going we'll to have be. To see. I think that's going to be your bigger problem is range on all these. Yeah. Because I don't I don't want to take my truck to work on a full charge. Have it tow a whole bunch of crap, and then I can't get home because I you know, I work the the batteries too hard, yeah, so there's kind of it's it's there. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot to iron out,
1: I think it it's probably good that they're getting into this now and they'll work out a lot of these small kinks or you know even major problems that they might have right off the bat before the wave of it really comes to fruition, yes. Because then, yes. when the need is truly there and the infrastructure across the country is truly there to support it, the product will be polished, and people won't have to hesitate to get it.
0: Yeah, oh, you know what happens when Ford scrambles to fix something that they know doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to rip on that poor guy anymore. Right,
0: let's let's. How are those it. checks working out for <laughs> you, Brian? They're all clearing. You're doing all right, buddy. Uh, check in. We'll check in on him every once in a while. See how he's doing. Yeah. Did you
2: blow your money yet?
0: All right, call me back and evil you blue your money. <laughs> that's outstanding. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, I. the other thing, what would possess GM to bring Hummer back? Because they were bad. At, like, there's no, the, the H3. Also, let's, let's, let's go with this. The, the H2 was cool. The H2 was cool. So I was not educated on the H2. I wasn't. I thought, ah, oh, these big dumb things. They drove one in Bad Boys too; that was awesome. But outside of that, I don't know anything about these trucks. And then I was looking, looking at one, and I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about these. Like, let me look into this. They're just like an unholy mixture of like every heavy duty part that they had at the time. Yes, like those are were actually legitimately good for what they were supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they ended up being exactly the opposite. <laughs> they ended up. <laughs> like, not people not doing with them what was supposed to be done, and everybody just bought them and put giant wheels and TVs in them, and, and yeah, nobody gave them a second well, thought. I was
1: because, because uh, unfortunately, underneath all of the bodywork was a, an incredibly capable truck, and the bodywork didn't really look the part, in my opinion. I, I it, it looked like something that you were just going to buy because you had the money and you know, drive it around, and you know. It looked big and tough. It didn't look on the outside like it was a super capable off-roader.
0: And like, I didn't know until I read the, not just the blurbs on it, but the stuff that people did with them and the climb angles that it had. And I mean
1: serious off-road capability. The H2 was essentially underneath the H1 with a better engine and a body that tried to make it appeal to the public.
0: Its frame underneath, as I recall, was the three-quarter ton Suburban and the one ton Silverado. It was like a mating of those two frames. I don't know enough to tell you that, but I'm sure sure you're right. I'm telling you, I read it. So it was the front end was the front end off the trucks and the rear end was the three-quarter ton Suburban. And then they threw the six zero, the old six zero, Yeah. Which I assume was the one that was also in the, not the Suburban, Yukon. It was in the Yukons, which what could have been a great engine, but just terribly underpowered. Not even like underpowered by vehicle manufacturer standpoints like underpowered, period. Yeah, I just don't think they tried with that. They didn't, not even a little. It just made like giant lumps of power every once in a while. And, you know, you just had to be okay with it. It took so much to get what you should have been able to get out of that engine. But anyway, and yeah, it, it really surprised me what the H2 was. And then they were like, we were doing this really well, but people don't care about that because that's not why they're buying it. So then they made the H3.
1: The 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 one marketing blip that I remember from the H3 was they literally called it The softer Hummer, and I don't think anything could describe it better than the softer of the (laughs) of anything that Hummer ever did. I still don't know what to make of it. Have they released like full body shots of it, or is it still just that teaser?
0: I'm looking at one. I don't know if I can send images to you like this. Um, Oh nope, yeah I can't. Yeah, uh...
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at that right now, actually. So yeah, if they actually put a bed on it, good on them. It just kind of surprised me that they would
0: considering really what do you think they'd flat it
1: no i just didn't think i just i I don't know i thought they were just going to leave it in suv yeah i'd rather than turn it into a truck at this point if they're going to go the ev option they might as well use it to compete
0: unless the batteries is what needs to make it that size i don't know why they wouldn't try it on something like the canyon or the colorado before they brought hummer back like
1: (laughs) yeah it
0: doesn't seem
1: it's a it's a dead brand that has left a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and i don't know if bringing it back is really going to rejuvenate any of that but i would have liked to see hummer come back
0: yeah i would have liked to see hummer come back as like taking like
1: dead aim at jeep okay like 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 shrunk a little bit from their previous stature and just kind of like legit off-road
0: like take it yet, yeah, like re- really, really take 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 a shot at Jeep. Kind of like the Bronco did, like Ford did with the Bronco. Oh God, Ford did the Bronco so good. Oh, I'm so proud of them. <laughs> the Bronco was amazing. Ford, well done, well done, Ford. Yes. Just thank
1: you. I wish it wasn't as delayed as it was because I really wanted to buy one and I was waiting and waiting and he kept pushing it back for a few years. So Chevy, take notes, okay? Yeah, that's
0: how you bring back a vehicle. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And in that vein, Vince, yeah. Is there a brand that has since left us that is resting in in pieces somewhere, who's part of line, some of their line, all of their line maybe, that you would like to see resurrected? And if so, by whom? I have
1: a brand that I very strongly feel about what feel that I would love to see come back. I'm not entirely sure by who, so we might have to have a little discussion about that. But okay. I wholeheartedly, above any other car brand in existence, would love to see Studebaker come back as a car brand. Wow. Studebaker. Yeah. I, okay. I absolutely love, to a fault, Studebaker styling.
0: Okay. I, I like it. I'm in. I'm 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 in so far. Okay, I <laughs> I mean yeah,
1: it's, I mean, I'm not saying for for they they had okay, so they had like two or three really sort of unique to them iconic designs, and then a lot of stuff that really kind of followed a most of the trend of the time. But, you know, around the 40s and, you know, the the 50s and whatnot, most manufacturers had similar-esque designs in that bubble shape. And then they just had a couple of small little trim things here and there that kind of separated them. Right. But especially before that, when they were doing, like, the bullet-nose front stuff, oh, my gosh, I think that (laughs) looks so much better than anything else that could have been on the road at the time. It was just, oh. Cool. And then even after that, with like the the Lark in like the late 50s, I really like the look of those. I think they finally kind of got back to doing their own thing that kind of separate that separated them a little bit from the majority of the trend of the time. Yeah, definitely. The grill was just so kind of like shrunk and center placed compared to those long, flat, wide ones that were going on. And it had like the underbite that kind of shoved out from underneath instead of more the flat or the top re- reaching over that other car manufacturers were doing. Um, yeah, I, just, I love some Studebaker.
0: So Studebaker, bring them back. I like it so far. They had some. They had some interesting models. I I do agree with you there. The Commander is is a really cool, was a cool car. Uh, the Champ was a a great looking pickup that they did too. Oh yeah, which which ironically, you see a Studebaker and you're like, yeah, that's very clearly a Studebaker. It's an old car, but the Champ has a lot of elements you see in in modern pickups. And you know, in, in '63, you know, when other trucks looked very different, yeah. <laughs> not bad necessarily, but very different. Yeah,
1: it was a, it was definitely it was a it was a plainer looking truck for sure, but it almost looks more modern now than anything from the time.
0: It does, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And for
1: something that old to hold that it's very impressive yeah no i mean they you know they were they were a storied brand from history i mean they they, you know they made coaches back in the day and all that kind of stuff and so they, they were a original one of the original car manufacturing brands you know that came out of horse and buggy stuff and i mean they made military trucks you know in the 40s school buses were studebaker's uh, fire, you know, fire trucks, all, all sorts of stuff. They're littered throughout the annals of history, and I think they definitely had some very, very interesting designs. And at the at the end of the brand, there was the uh, the Avanti that they that they came out with. That was like a co-produced thing with Smith Studebaker, which I know got a lot of hate and everything, but I think is becoming a very collectible uh, car these days.
0: But it's not hard to see why, right? The Avanti, it's it's got a unique look for sure yeah i mean you know, that that came out in, that came out in 60s it was also at the time i think the fastest car that was out there for a while
1: yeah yeah it was it was performance heaven for sure
0: and if you <laughs> but that's the funny thing right if you guessed oh yeah you, you pulled, looked at you know <laughs> if you white. pulled 50 people and said you know what was the fastest car in the world in 1960 whatever 63 And showed them like that and then two other cars next to it. No one's picking the Studebaker unless they know, you know. But that's that's one of the cool things about them, right? Yeah. You know, it was when they dropped it, it was the fastest production car, period. It was supercharged. It broke, I think, 30 world speed records at Bonneville. Definitely cool. So my question to follow up is, all right, who's going to make it? Yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time trying to figure that out, to
1: be honest with you. (laughs) yeah i can imagine you would because i don't really know who could i I mean obviously the uh, companies that come to mind that could do it justice engineering wise there are plenty design wise i'm struggling i'm struggling to figure this
0: out but i almost want to lean european what i thought right away is crazy not crazy but you know outlandish body designs performance ability they all they were great engines pagani no, I wasn't gonna go that far, but good God, oh, okay. man! <laughs> no,
2: okay, okay, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop with the wishful thinking.
0: No, no, somebody who's capable to am I? Am I insane to think Alfa Romeo? No, <laughs> I don't think. I
2: don't think you're insane.
0: <laughs> you're the only one, by the way. <laughs> what that doesn't think I'm insane. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: If Alpha
0: were to were to make, yeah,
1: that would probably be ideal, wouldn't it?
0: I mean, can, can more than easily, they have kind of areas of the platform, right? So, like, they're doing a lot sleeker stuff now with the Julia and the Stelvio. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They're beautiful. They're oh, absolutely, they're absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I actually got in trouble looking at the Julia. I was on purpose. I, I deliberately did it to make, make my girlfriend at the time angry at me. It was really funny. But anyway.
1: Yeah. That Right now, Alfa Romeo is making one of the best looking SUVs.
0: Easily. In, in the world. Easily. The initial, my initial instinct was to go Fiat because they're a little more bubbly kind of design wise. So they lend themselves more to most of it. But
1: yeah, but that's, that's the thing is the, the bubbly thing doesn't really define Studebaker. Exactly.
0: That's why I was going with Alpha because not only could they could they really modernize some of these designs to where they would they would be the proper tribute, but still look really good. And their their engines are outstanding. I mean, oh, they're phenomenal. You know, you're going to get a lot of fun out of out of these oh,
1: the 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 V6 in those things. Is the V out of the Ferrari California with two cylinders
0: chopped off? No, it isn't. It's completely different. It's just a coincidence that the turbos mounted exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coincidental. Don't uh, don't. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> I bet you, if you were to be able to peek peek underneath the you know the tarp and. And really check out what they're doing. They've got as an assembly line building those V8s that runs out the back of the factory, and there's a giant bandsaw that they just run
0: right through, and it just cuts <laughs> two cylinders off one
1: end of the engine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Only because it's only because it's for if it was alpha, it'd just be two guys with mustaches and one of those long lumberjack saws going back and forth across the yeah. Yeah. across the, the block. <laughs> but yeah. I thought they
1: did the prototype.
0: That would be my. That would be my. If I had to pick somebody to make a Studebaker, it'd probably be Alpha. I think they. I think they do it very well. Yeah, Alpha Romeo bringing back
1: Studebaker designs. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I. I would die and be
1: happy. Like go to heaven.
0: <laughs> well, you wouldn't, but <laughs> it's for different reasons. Uh, acknowledge this. Now they're sweet, man. Definitely unique looks. I mean, you you gotta. They're they're double take cars. You gotta look twice at least. Right. Right. To get an idea of what you're what you're looking at, and I mean, it's a hell of a pick. It's it's a reach. I, mine feels stupid and obvious. Based, oh, on come on, it does.
1: You, this is a real. But that's but that's always that's always been me though. I'm always the guy to go with the oddball stuff. So
0: that's true. That's very true. My mine sticks true to form too, but only because I'm very clearly insane. <laughs> what you got? What you got? What do I got? Well, so I want Plymouth back. I really do. Hey, I mentioned something about bringing a Plymouth back uh, last week. You did. You did. And <laughs> I do. I, I can't. I couldn't get it out of my head the entire time. I really wanted to think of something else. I wanted to like go back and be like, you know, let's make jet-powered Edzels or something. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I want Plymouth back. I want Plymouth back, and I want Dodge to make them. Yeah, no, I think if anybody's going to bring Plymouth back, it's got to be Dodge, right? I I it would have to, it has to be. For not forget about the fact that, you know, duh, right? In, in the the only other thing I could argue for a company
1: to bring it back would be if they were to take everybody that was working at Pontiac when
0: Pontiac went under and just rehire all of them to make Plymouths. So that was my that was the one I was fighting with. I wanted either Plymouth or Pontiac. Right. Don't get me wrong. I would love Pontiac. You though. know what? You know what? We're going to go through both of them, but we're going to start with Plymouth. I want Plymouth. I want Dodge to make them. A Cuda with any kind of Hemi power plant? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, because it was always the the sleeker car versus, you know, a Charger or a Challenger or whatever.
0: The Cudas were always sleeker. So you, you're talking about, because now not just the Cuda, although... Haha, <laughs> Yes, please the CUDA. Listen, you could you could only make it dodge if you really want to, because obviously they're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're all are they are they not? I'm pretty sure they are.
1: What else do they have better to do?
0: Exactly, dodge. You could you could only make it in SRT spec if you want to. I'll I'll let you. It's okay. Just make SRT CUDAs. Just saying that, I got chills. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, come on. So that by itself, right? You could even stop with that and call it a day. But a lot of gray models in that line, you oh, know, Fury. Yeah, yeah. You could really do a lot with them. The Fury, the Duster, Scamp. you know, the Scamp. You know, they when they when they made the Dodge made the Magnum for how long? Do a do a Grand Fury wagon again? Oh my gosh, that yeah. would be fantastic! Yeah, come on, uh, we need to just bring wagons back regardless. Oh. That's a, oh look at that man! We stumble into this crap. It's incredible. We could we could come up with all the greatest discussions we want. <laughs> yeah, bring wagons back.
1: I mean, the crazy part was like the Magnum wasn't even that unpopular of a vehicle. No, it was it was good. It was it was really good.
0: They made an SRT.
1: They made an SRT8. It, not only was it like a good, like, it wasn't. I'm not saying it was a great car, but it was a good car. Yeah, and, but like people bought them. I'm not saying yeah. it was the most popular thing they sold, but people bought them. It wasn't unpopular. It lasted for a decent number of years there. Yeah. But I think they, what they thought was they were going to have competition. I thought when they I think they thought when they brought that back, they were gonna, there was going to be like other companies were going to be like, oh, yeah, wagons. Cool. We should make one, too. And nobody did.
0: They totally should have. But they didn't. Yes. Buick should make wagons. Brandsburg- Buick should make wagons. I, I
1: mean, actually, I'm not going to. I think they make like a cross tour or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Buick's too busy
1: trying to make Cadillacs. That's, like, on the route up. But, but, yeah, no. Buick Buick should have their luxury models, and then they should have, like, one or two for-the-people
0: models, one of which
1: for should the be people. a wagon.
0: Look. <laughs> for-the-people. If you'll see here over in our plebe section, you can <laughs> <laughs> one or two of these large-capacity wagons to hold your filthy peasant children. That you can take down to the to have some. Oh, rules. I mean, come on! <laughs> it's
1: basically the, the that's what they're going for nowadays.
0: No, no, I, yeah, they're yeah. like the, that's a Buick
1: Absolutely right. commercials and all that kind
0: of. Thing. Yeah, those are so those are so dumb. I, I
1: hate those so much. I'm it's like, so yeah, stupid. yeah. You see the badge on the front of it? Clearly yeah. a Buick. Stop acting it, like you're it's that. It's by angry. the
0: Buick. Oh, I'm looking around in disbelief. There's there's six other cars on this street. One of them's a Corvette. The other two are Camaros. Where's <laughs> the Buick? <laughs> I'll never know.
2: The one that gets me the worst is the guy, uh, the, uh, the the valet running back and forth in the parking lot long. trying oh to God. find it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> dude. Forget about. Okay, I get that your your car defies expectations of the brand, but. That man's a valet. That's literally his job. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part about that commercial. <laughs> I would, like, this, if, if it were, like, this is the commercial. Like, oh, it's the Buick. and he keeps running back and forth the wrong car. I'm, like, whispered to my wife, like, I'm not tipping this guy. What the hell's wrong with this? <laughs> yeah. I literally told him what car. What, what is this not? Just hit the key. What are you, stupid? Some very unkind things, like who I, I feel like I
1: feel like that was an idea that, like, should have been brought up in the pitch meeting. They <laughs> laughed about it once, going, Oh, yeah, that's funny, but very unrealistic. We shouldn't do that,
0: yeah. And then they did it anyway. Either that, or it was the meeting that like everyone was supposed to go to, but everybody else thought everyone else was going, so it was just like Carl and like the boss, <laughs> like, All right, Carl, what Carl. do you got? I was like, What if? What if the valet can't find it because it's a Buick? Yeah, that's that's plausible, I guess. Whatever. We're making glammed up Chevrolet Sonics anyway. Let's just... Oh. Ho, 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 ho. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, there's a correction. Traxes. They're glammed up Chevy Traxes. That's yes, my fault. That's yes, on me. Yes. That's my bad. First correction of the day. Yeah. So, and even, dare I say, the Prowler. You'd have to call it something else, I think, because, I don't know, Prowler, there's... It's like you call a stalker who's outside your house. I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'd keep that. Would you really
1: want to bring that model back?
0: Not like that. I'd want to change it a bit. I wouldn't mind seeing a modern interpretation. Okay. Why not? Why not? I don't they know. Tried, I... They tried to. So Plymouth <laughs> tried to remake a five-window coupe, is what they tried to do. Yeah. Essentially, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a modern a modern shot at one of those. I don't think it would go very well. But no, I think that's so fine. As long as it doesn't accidentally birth the PT Cruiser again, like,
1: how do you lose? Which the, the PT Cruiser was them trying to make a retro design modern and failing absolutely yeah. miserably.
0: Yeah, that's true. Little baby, little baby gasser that they tried to make. Yeah, they
1: tried to take a 40s or 50s, like, biz, like business coupe and turn it into a four-door family car and it just yeah that was bad yeah that's no. bad but no there's a there's a there's a lot of really good plymouth designs that but
0: yeah that's what, that was really more of my point you could have a lot of range. Right. the gtx like oh my god i i don't want to get into it the roadrunner you could you could do dodge could do so much
1: i feel like if they i feel like if they were to legitimately do it it would probably be special editions
0: yeah Based on
1: existing platforms that they already have.
0: Well, like the CUDA, the CUDA kind of lends itself to the Challenger platform, but you have to lighten it. It needs to, it needs a diet.
1: Yeah. And that's, okay. So as far as that goes, is there a real, is there a car company right now that does that for their special vehicles? You know, like, is there a car company that has like a production vehicle and then would they would bring out like the equivalent of like the SRT model, they would actually put it on a diet? I would assume so. Yeah, I mean I personally I would say like okay let's look at Ford, right?
0: Well the Mustangs
1: GT three right? fifties, GT, yeah stuff like that. Like yeah. are they not dieted vehicles yeah, they're of drained. like Mustangs? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So why I don't understand why Dodge doesn't do that. Even Porsche does it. Yeah. Portions are light enough as it is, and then like, and then you they know. go for their you know their special models. And again, the, these companies aren't making just a few of these. Like these are still quote unquote mass produced vehicles, just like Dodge is doing with the SRTs, with the Hellcats. But they can't lighten them for some reason.
0: I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It would make more sense to me. Well, the the Demon, which as we know now is overhyped. Yes. The demon, <laughs> the demon, you can option it without seats, but that so far that's as I can tell, that's the only weight loss you can get on. That's it. what I'm saying. That, so far as I can tell, is the only example of that in that. And I don't know why they don't. The do demon it.
1: was supposed to in in in. They didn't market it like this, but in my opinion, what they should have done is the demon should have been the competitor for the Ford Cobra Jet and for the Copo Camaro, both of which are track only spec vehicles for those two brands that are incredibly light versions with yes higher horsepower engines not as high as the demon but both of which are faster in the quarter mile yeah because they're actual track
0: vehicles anyone who messes with cars all the way down knows that when you add power you try to reduce weight so that you get more out Every of 100
1: it. pounds you take off your car is a tenth of a second off in the quarter mile
0: Yes, exactly, which is light years, if you're listening to this and don't understand. You know, a tenth of a second is
1: is a race. Purely off weight reduction? Absolutely. It, it, you can't beat it, especially when 100 pounds really isn't that much to lose out of a car. That's two seats out of a modern car. Take the two front seats out, it's 100
0: pounds. So I don't know why Dodge doesn't do it. I think, although I will say that there's something to be said for Dodge saying in all ways except power this charger is the same as the first one as the one that you'll buy on the bottom rung right uh, I,
1: I and i get that i feel like they might be marketing that as something but i the, but their r- real intentions for it are just to cost save for themselves
0: well yeah because they can just it just throw one of their existing power plants into it and they don't have to do anything else and yeah. bam, here it is it's done yep which I, I get. I it's just I think if you're in that and there's <laughs> we're talking about the types of people that buy these cars again. There's guys who have just want to buy it because they can buy it. They don't care if they're getting the most out of it. Those guys want all five seats and all the sound deadening and all the bells and whistles and everything else that make it heavy because they still want it as a car. Well, I think that's that, that's so if if they're going to do that with their Dodge brand stuff then
1: it would be awesome if they were to bring back Plymouth and create more of a legitimate performance vehicle brand out of it. And even like I said, even if it is just, you know, limited run or just, you know, super specialty vehicles at these different levels for it, that they're going to stick under those those model names. Then then sure. But make those the light ones with the different upgrades, the one the ones that aren't just off the typical dodge line with a different engine in it.
0: I would argue too though that if they did if they did the CUDA and the Challenger platform, it wouldn't just have to be lighter. Those body lines would have to be different. That would have to be a thinner car. Yeah. You, you can't just stick those those gills in the front at a, a graphic no. and say no. No, you can't you
1: can't do like what that uh, that one company was doing. For making Transams out of Camaros, yes, like no, you can't, you can't do that for the Cuda. A hundred percent, I agree. Well, you those didn't
0: look, and I will point out, those didn't look half bad. No, I'm alright with that. They, they they kind of lent no, themselves no, no, no. that well, way. Yeah, they they specifically
1: did lend themselves that way. The the CU, the, CUDA, the Cuda would not work like that. You couldn't do it. That's why I'd like to see it more specialty because if they're going to go that route and they're going to go the performance route. But also change for a body style. If they're going to change for a, if they're going to do that much of a body style change, they're either going to go something that's, they're not going to make a ton of and it's going to be more of a unique thing, or they're going to turn it into a production car, which means they're going to do the Dodge thing to it and they're going to put the weight in it. And, you know, it's not going to be
0: what you want it to be. You're right. You still need different body lines on it, whatever you're going to do with it, if you're going to call it a CUDA, unless they want to, unless Dodge wants to miss for the first time since they, tried to do the dart again i mean yeah they're they're bound to miss eventually but hopefully it's not with a big name like that yeah i would yeah i would hope they wouldn't they wouldn't take a swing on on something like that which has a lot more attached to it than just saying oh well
1: we tried and especially when it's a brand that doesn't exist right now if you're gonna try and bring a brand back and swing and miss like that yeah that's that's just worse in yeah. every possible
0: way. In that vein, let's talk about Pontiac because I think that Pontiac is, is absolutely on that list as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Pa- say say what you want about Pontiac, you know, for things like the the Solstice they had. Okay. You know, like the Saturn Sky, the Pontiac Solstice. Yeah, yeah. You know, people trash that all the time. Whatever. When, when you look at the Pontiacs that they were putting out as far as, like, the Grand Am was concerned and stuff like that, like, right before they went under... Those looked
0: awesome. The Grand Am was a great looking car, a great looking car, and for the for the power options that it had, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was a good car to drive as a front wheel drive, like full bodied sedan.
0: That you know, it, it was nice. They were nice. They they really they really did some cool. Pontiac was out of their mind too with stuff like the GXP. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah. You want to th- you want to talk about how to make a V six sound badass?
0: Well, they even the Grand Prix GXP. My favorite tidbit about that is that Pontiac obviously was routing this giant V eight engine through the front drivetrain and was dealing with torque steer. And their solution was different size tires. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and they sold them like that. Like that was it. They're like perfect. Away you go. Talk about a car that they could have more than easily would have sold rear wheel drive because duh.
1: <laughs> yeah. But their platform didn't allow for them to make it real. I know. Drive. I Not know. We're, we're stuck. Front wheel
0: drive. It is. You can't even get them converted. I mean, you can, but it's cheaper to buy cheap. something else. God, you'd have to do bad
1: things to your floor, pan. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It's cheaper to buy something else. But I, the funny thing is too, though, they, for the most part and now there are definitely people with horror stories i'm sure but for the most part they they held up i mean you don't see a ton of them anymore but because people just aren't driving them but you know they didn't they didn't really break when they did break it was stuff that you could fix pretty pretty easily and not for a ton of money
1: yeah no i've i've known a few people to own them well into the several hundred thousand mile marks on them
0: they're not unreliable vehicles by any standard i think they kind of just caught caught up in the whole you know Saturn and GM thing, and they just kind of didn't.
1: They were very diversified around the um the recession back in '08, and they had a lot of money sunk into stuff that just wasn't working out at the time, and they just got thrown into the bus at that point.
0: You try to you try to like figure out exactly where it went on, and there isn't a pinpoint. Like I can't say you know they made this and it completely screwed them because it it wasn't it just wasn't how it went down. They just got caught up in that. That time, yeah.
1: They, I mean, they definitely they were making their fair share of uh, of flunks at the time. That was you know leading up to that point, but it wasn't it wasn't anything that should have sent them under under normal circumstances. And then they were just a victim of the time,
0: like that stupid minivan they made.
1: Yeah, there were bad decisions that were being made across the board. We don't have to go into every
0: single one of them. I don't mean the Aztec, by the way. The Aztec was a pretty cool vehicle. I maintain that that was not a mistake by Pontiac. I don't think that was a mistake at all, design wise. Well, vi- visually, not great. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: everything else about it, awesome. Once you once you really dive into what that thing was, but like I said, we we don't we don't have to get into everything that caused them, you know, pain over their
2: over their last years of life. You
0: don't think I was gonna sit here and defend the looks of the Aztec? Vince? No, no, I, I did not. <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I just, I just, I just had to throw out there that we're not
2: talking about the style of it. No, <laughs> we're talking no, about I, the functionality. The car is
0: a constant,
1: right? <laughs> uh- <laughs> I love it. It's
0: gorgeous. It's my favorite thing ever.
1: It's like I might have glasses, but they're you know but, they work. But they. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but you know, there, there was a lot of things that they were they were trying to be a more. Uh, progressive brand for GM at the time and or for, for, for Chrysler. And, uh, and unfortunately, because of that, they were taking, taking some swings that worked, taking some swings that didn't. That's not the, that's not the place you want to be in when the country's going to financial crisis.
0: Probably not. I know GM, I know they were GM. I don't know that I'd want GM to do it though. I think honestly, in terms of, what we like about Pontiac, which is not breaking the bank, relative reliability. You're not talking big honking V8; they're not spitting fire all the time. Just cars that are work. good at what they do and right and work. If I'm gonna say American, which I think I'm gonna, I, w- I would have gone with Ford. Yeah, if Ford wasn't completely
1: getting rid of all their entire car division, then Ford could do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> right. If they, exactly.
0: As far as as
1: far as you know, it's, it's a fair point. But yeah, no, no, absolutely. I agree with you. Ford could do a good job.
0: You could do, Ford could do the Grand Am with a, uh, with like an ST engine. That'd be a sweet machine. Mm -hmm. I'd be in for that. So that would be my, I don't try, I I don't know what the hell GM's doing right now. I really don't. They're so far off the reservation. It's not even funny. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, Cadillac, I'm looking at you. (laughs) I'm looking at you. Actually, speaking, but nameplates. I missed the XLR.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Yes, that was was a pretty vehicle.
0: Oh, and they did a V. So not only was there a gorgeous regular car, but then they were also like, hey, let's supercharge it. Pow. Have fun. Say hi to the tree for me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't Uh, see a ton of them. You don't see a ton of those out anymore. No, I think I've seen three on the road in my lifetime. There's a guy where my my mother is in her parking garage. There's a guy down there. He's got one. And then I look for them for sale every once in a while. There's a couple of them. Uh, There's a few around, for sure. There's a couple of them. My hesitation with one of those is that there's really no aftermarket for them by themselves. You have to kind of go through the GM channel and look at, all right, who else has this engine? Okay, now I can do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? You kind of have to, yeah, fudge it for for the car. Uh, oh, for I was sure. I was surprised about that because I was I was looking at an STS V and it's the same thing. There's not a ton of dedicated, excuse me, dedicated aftermarket. There's a lot of hey, I didn't know if this would work or not, but I did it and it turns out it works.
1: <laughs> because how many people
0: bought those things? No, it's true. Or how many people that? But but the, the CTS V, which is a more standard platform. You can do more too. Yeah, give me a better, give, give me a better looking car than that on the road. Those are pretty. They are. I'd say the current ATSV looks better than the C. Standby. It's not immediately coming to mind, so I want to look it up. I think. It's oh still. damn! hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Dumb. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, no when it
1: first came out, no, the CTS V looked better in Gen One form. Yes. when they first brought that out. But like right now,
0: no. No. ATS all day long. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not, even, yeah. I'm not, even, not, it's no not even it's not even no, it's no. not even it's not even a question. No, they're oh wow yeah, no, there, there's a
1: there, I've got a guy at work who drives one and I drool every time I drive past him in the parking
0: lot. I would and it's blue too. They have like that like it's like two shades darker than Royal, but it's not quite a midnight blue. Oh man. Hmm.
1: He's got a he's got a black one, and I was at the pump gassing up the other day, and uh this chick was driving a white one. Oh sharp. Sharp, sharp white with blacked out rims. How you
0: doing? Yeah. What? Seriously? These are not expensive. Define not expensive. A 2016 ATS V with 33,000 oh, like miles.
1: 2016.
0: Okay. Yeah, not a new one. Get the fuck out of here. I was going to say, I was like, new. No, they are not cheap. No, but it's, it's the same look. It's the same generation. Yeah, roughly. yeah. yeah, yeah. 36,000 miles is not a lot. 33 grand. That is that is a big surprise. Am I missing something? What are the specs on this? Like, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do that? The ATS V.
1: And also to clarify, I like that better in sedan than coupe.
0: The ATS V or either
1: the a, the ATS the CTS I like better in coupe.
0: ATS V is a V six that I did not know.
1: I think it's turboed or is it's, turboed it's, or well, it's, it's turboed.
0: yeah, it's four hundred sixty four horsepower. It's on the sneeze at for sure. No, yeah, it's no, it's definitely less power. Twin turbo, me. three point six liter V six. Actually, speaking of twin turbos, that surprised me. I drove a Taurus Show. Yes, those things are phenomenal,
1: dude. I mean, yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of a badge that lives up to the name, when they yes. brought back the trim spec of the show, they really made it a show. Well done. They have not done. Ford has not made a bad show. Period. Ever.
0: No. They're great, Vince. I have to, I have to let the listeners know it's time. Oh gosh! I was raised in a different generation, so you guys need to give me a little of leeway. I have a very, very long-standing prejudice against non V eight engines. Oh yeah, I know you do. I don't. I know. I really don't know why you do, but personally, it, as stupid as it sounds, it's it, part of it's the soundtrack thing. Yeah, I guess. It started when I was younger, and I really didn't understand how power in vehicles worked, and I was like, well, more cylinders, duh. (laughs) Uh, As I've grown, I've understood that you can make it in different ways, but being set in my ways, and I I accept alternate cylinder lifestyles, okay? (laughs) (laughs) it's a great way to... (laughs) I'm still very much in in the V8 camp. Dude, listen, what you do in your garage... Is your prerogative. Wow. wow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: so I was skeptical about driving this car. Had you ever ridden in like an old, like an older, like a second generation show? I haven't.
0: So the thing that even put me in that direction in the first place was the fly car that we bought for the ambulance corps was a Ford Police Interceptor Utility. Yeah, and that thing shifts; it's stupid fast. So I was like, okay. Where else can I find this power plant? And I know they make this sedan, obviously. And I was like, well, that's obviously going to be faster, right? It would have to be. It's smaller. It's, you know, lower. It's lighter. I'm in. And then, you know, I couldn't find one with less than 900 million miles on it that didn't have Jersey City in the backseat. So I looked for a show. I found one. I went and drove it. And, dude, I was blown away. hmm I was blown away. You're just not ready. You're not ready for the acceleration. I thought I was. You're not. No. And it it, it doesn't it doesn't get squirrely. It doesn't feel like all right. That's the that's the dangerous part about it. You really get into that car, there's not a point where the car is like, all right, I gotta let off. It's like, no, no, keep going. I'm very comfortable doing exactly what we're doing right now. Like (laughs) Yeah. Keep rolling. Yeah. You know, it it encourages you, which I, I don't need. I mean, and, and,
1: and that, just, that just follows suit with, like I said, the, 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 the older ones. I mean, the Yamaha tuned V6 that was in the show back in the day revved smoother than some inline sixes at the time. It was insanely buttery. It was, it was an engineering masterpiece. And, you know, the, the, the chassis it was in at the time was not particularly special by any means. But when the engine was as smooth as it was, it just made everything feel effortless in the car.
0: and not knowing that, but going on your description now, that they seem to have done very, very well in the new one, because it feels that way. It's a
1: front it's a it's Ford doing a front-wheel drive version of like a Chevy
0: SS. I will point out the one that I drove was all-wheel drive. Okay. maybe the, maybe the current generation show is all-wheel drive. Not all of them are okay they're not a couple models i looked at that specific well because that was my my other thing so my charger that i had probably do a thing on our vehicle histories at some point we probably shouldn't because mine's not impressive mine isn't either mine is mine is like literally just the one that got away would be the title of my fucking car history (laughs) except for the lexus which nobody liked except me but anyway (laughs) (laughs) they didn't liked that car but but me so I looked specifically for all-wheel drive because I wanted, I wanted that. I wanted power to all the wheels, and I obviously, you know, that that changes how the car behaves. Oh yeah. So it was it was really. I was very impressed. It feels like it might be that time, doesn't it? Time for time to make our weekly plea to the gods. <clears throat> <clears throat> Gotta get this right. You know, if you don't get the chant or the initial opening right, then they won't hear us. It's like Cthulhu. God, car, God. James Pumphrey, Jeremy Clarkson, it's us, your humble disciples, once again begging, pleading for you to return these lost models to us in all their glory. And in exchange, smite down the abominations we give as sacrifice. This is once again, this for that. Dun dun. Thank you. That was, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I believe, sir, that you are kicking us
1: off this week. So uh, This week, my this for that will be to plead the car gods to bring back a Toyota MR2. Okay. And I would like to sacrifice for this rejuvenation every version of a Wrangler that has more than two doors. Oh my God. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Oh man. Smite them down and whoever drives
0: them... (laughs) We'll get to your reasoning in just one second, but in in two weeks of this, yes, you have offered up as sacrifice the Mustang, yes, and every Wrangler with more than two doors, <laughs> yes, awesome, awesome. Join us next week when Vince offers up every other car in existence.
2: Wow, come on,
0: are <laughs> right, you te- you're telling me that? You're not sick of four door Wranglers. No, I'm not telling you that. I'm not. I'm not entirely sick of them. I'm not entirely sick of them. I will say that. Okay. I'm not for the sake of for the sake of not for the sake of agreement. Going to say that I'm sick of them because I'm when executed properly. Which you don't see that often, but when executed properly, they're they're not that bad. But hit me because I want to hear this MR2. I want the MR2 back. Let's go. What do you got?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I want to bring the MR2 back because. I think Toyota is specifically in a great place to do that right now. They have a incredibly solid platform in the GT eighty six, I think is what it's officially known as across the board nowadays, um, which was originally you know, the Scion FRS and the Subaru BRZ, and the, but that that platform and that chassis is phenomenal. Not a super long wheelbase vehicle, not a super wide wheelbase vehicle. And would actually work out really well, I think, for a mid-engine kind of conversion with a different body uh, for something like an MR2. It's already incredibly lightweight. It's not super powerful, which falls right in line with both what they were going for in the recreation of that vehicle, <clears throat> excuse me, that vehicle, but also which would go really well for a recreation of the MR2. And they've done phenomenal with it is the other reason why I think they should be bringing this back. Toyota has such a great lineup of everyman family vehicles from their cars to their SUVs to even their trucks. Their trucks are also phenomenal workhorses. And they were missing for for quite some time something to just kind of be that that little entry sports car for them. They found it, and I think they need a little bit more of a hardcore version now and i think that's what they can do with the mid-engine mr2
0: bring back i love it i love everything about it i i forget about the mr2 until i see like one or two of them for sale and i'm like oh man they should remake that yeah that's a good one
1: that's really that's a really good one it's it never it, it doesn't have a huge following um but i did know of a couple of people that are running uh there's one guy in particular who does roll racing with one at like uh Texas 2k and stuff like that. And he goes up against like underground racing Lambos and, and just insane stuff with, I think a 900 horsepower twin turbo uh, K 20 oh. mounted in one.
0: Jeez. All right. That's yeah. There's, there's a guy
1: running one of those and then there's a guy running an Integra. That's also just insane, wow. but yeah, they they do. They're doing crazy stuff with it. And I just kind of like the idea behind that. I think they can yeah. take it and, you know, Kind of like maybe take take the take the GT eighty six chassis and kind of do a mid engine version of their current Corolla body and like mash the
0: two together. I was gonna say that they're doing some versions of the of the Camry now that aren't they're not world beaters, but you know, in a lightened in a lightened smaller chassis would probably be a a, a riot.
1: Yeah, just take one of those engines. I mean, they used to use the Camry engines in the Lotuses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just tuned them up tuned a little bit, the yeah. chucked them in the yeah. middle
1: in the middle of the car, and boom. And those things were a riot.
0: Yeah. I I
1: percent yeah, Do that's, something that's like great. that, but a little more affordable and call it an MR2. That's
0: great. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So I get why the MR2. Explain <laughs> <It complained laughs> to me why we're striking down every <laughs> Every four-door Wrangler and apparently their owners. <laughs>
1: Damn your Starbucks,
0: uh, kids. It's about to get insensitive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I I jest on the owner thing. Um, no, I, I, I say we need to get rid of all the four door wranglers because it's not a real Wrangler. Like Ra- Wranglers aren't it it, it 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 doesn't have the heart of a Wrangler. It, it does, it's, it's just as capable as a two-door in every sense of what they're building it for, but it's it's not true to the definition of, of what those were. And I think they need to get back to that. And the only reason why I'm finally saying that they should is because Jeep is has such a great lineup of incredibly capable full SUVs right now. Why do they need a four-door Wrangler as well? let the wrangler be the fun vehicle and stop selling these to people that are just going to use them as SUVs
0: so what you're saying is with the incoming of the beautifully styled grand wagoneer that <laughs> they don't need the four door wrangler anymore that's what i'm hearing that's what no 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 i i'm trying to say
1: <laughs> that All of the other SUVs that they build might not be as capable off-road as a Wrangler, but I'm saying the majority of four-door Wranglers don't ever see the dirt. It's true. And they need to stop selling a vehicle that is designed for that to people who are never going to use it for that, but simply throw all the accessories on it and claim that, well, yeah, but I could. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. If if some if you know, if somebody's going to buy one of those and legitimately use it for that and they want the bigger version so that they can take it for more overlanding purposes or just because their fam- their entire family's into doing something like that and when they take their trips, they actually bring their kids and their wife along and what that then awesome. But that's such a small portion of who buys four-door Wranglers that I don't think it should be justified.
0: Fair enough. You know what's actually interesting? You mentioned overlanding. You know what people are buying a lot of and stripping out and, and overlanding? Those those big Lexus uh, SUVs, whatever they were, the RX 70s, the old ones that look like the older Land Cruisers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just the, the fancy um, Toyota Sequoias and stuff. A lot of those, yeah. I, right? thought, that, yeah. I
0: thought that was interesting. I saw one friend of mine who was into that sort of thing posted a Lexus all done up in that, that kind of overlander spec, and I was like, oh, I don't hate that. That's interesting.
1: I don't hate it at all because underneath it is the same thing as your Toyota Land Cruisers and Sequoias and that's what they are. They they were very capable of that, but Lexus wasn't trying to sell it as a vehicle that could do that. They were selling it as the vehicle for the person who's going to use it every day to go to work and just be in the lap of luxury. But maybe they had also a cabin upstate that they needed to get to and at times, they could be driving in terrain that would maybe stick a car. So they might end up using the mud, you know, um, setting. setting on it or something like that. Like, that's who they were selling it for. And that's fine because they weren't trying to say, hey, by the way, you can take a 60 degree brake angle with this.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> my thing is, too, though, know? you know, you have Lexus for that. So why the hell is the Toyota Forerunner like $50,000? Ah, Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Because they I've driven and been in a TRD Pro Forerunner. Nice, right? It's awesome. I was, you know, very much sur- makes you surprised it doesn't have a Lexus badge on it. Right. I was but at the same time, the interior makes you think, wow, this should be in a much nicer car. And then you look up and there's like the dials for the climbing angle, and you can adjust the ride height and the and your approach and your gears and all this stuff, and you're like, oh shit, okay. So, you know, someone's really in for this. The thing is, you see the TRD Pro's a lot. How many people are using those fucking dials? Oh, no one. You know, it's it was just interesting to me to see.
1: Oh, it's, I love that people make vehicles like that. But it's the same thing. Like, you're not seeing... They, they're not out there advertising the TRD Pro. They're advertising the other versions of right. it. And then they have a TRD Pro. So if, if somebody if somebody goes out and buys one... And doesn't use it for its purpose. I'm okay. I, I'm not okay with that. But I'm not going to fault the company unless they're purposely advertising to those people, right. which is what I see Jeep
0: doing. That's fair. I, I'm right
1: there, and with that's why I, I smite them. And
0: the, <laughs> I, you know, the other thing I was thinking too—I was just going to make the point—is that's fine. Me, that guy wants to drive it for twenty-five thousand miles and turn it in, and suddenly it's for sale for you know. Twenty five grand instead of fifty? Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Fine with that. I'll pick that up. Sure. No big deal. God. God, if you'd be so kind. I'd like the Monte Carlo back. And in exchange. Just 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 take the Camaro. Just take it. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So the Monte Carlo back should be a no brainer. Chevy, let's talk. Because clearly since Dodge was listening, yeah, on, let me let me spin my chair around real quick. Chevy, let's yeah, wrap. Let- let me turn, let's let's wrap for a second. Hey, he sits like us. Chevy, you tried this, so I credit you for that. However, you did a couple of things I don't like. Number one, it was front wheel drive. Why? For what purpose? All it did was make it difficult to put it mildly and downright spiteful to describe it a little more accurately when you really got into it. Yeah. Number two, in the later years, you pulled the front end from... The Impala? Why? It looked like a baguette that was stale on the backside. (laughs) What are you doing? That was terrible. So here's what you need to do. Okay? I can't even tell you how many reasons I have to get rid of the Camaro. Let's start with the fact that you can't see out of it. You can't. It's, It's just a flaw. There's no visibility in that car. The only Camaro I've been able to see out of was the one that my uncle had, and the only reason for that was that it was a convertible, so the roof came off. So then you could finally see everything around you, okay? So that, number one. Number two, I don't know where you've been getting your inspiration for the Camaro in terms of design. I have also bent a clothes hanger in the center and pulled the ends up, so I get why you like the look so much. <laughs> continuing to close the gap in the hood and rounding the rear taillights when you're also making the c8 corvette just seems like you you just don't want to make it anymore it seems like you don't want the camaro anymore so i'm giving you the out chevy you can do this okay take the camaro we'll get rid of it now how are we going to build the monte carlo well let's continue our our wrap session shall we the last one that you could probably have done that would have looked any good there were some renders that came out vince i don't know if you saw for 2021 that were based on like the like oh fives oh four oh fives or oh ones i'm sorry and i'm gonna say no oh yeah i'm looking at it now i'm gonna say no what i'm gonna say instead is if you flatten that camaro front end a bit from the from probably like the first or second gens of the new ones, if you flatten that out just a little bit and and slant it back, looks a lot like a G body, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. Which was the last time a Camaro was awesome, or
0: last time a uh, Monte Carlo was awesome. That's right. Yeah. So Chevy, you could do it. You could slant that Camaro face fascia back a little bit. Fab me a tail end. Looks like a G body. There was a modern G body render. I'm not going to lie, this, this 2021 Monte Carlo render
1: rear end actually does not look bad.
0: It's not awful. Front
1: end, yeah, no, but the the rear end looks decent.
0: Look at what I just sent you.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: How you doing?
1: That needs to come
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I would sell a kidney to buy
0: that. It's a modern, basically a modern G-Body and and suddenly the Camaro front end fits. Yeah, I
1: mean I I was I was quiet while you were talking about the Camaro because um I've never had a good thing to say about the Camaro since they brought that back to begin with in like I don't know when it was 08, when when did they bring
0: that back? Uh something like
1: that, yeah. Like whenever they whenever they in first introduced it, like they were like, "Hey, we haven't made this for a few years. Guess what? We have a new Camaro." Uh I I've never liked the the modern Camaro. No, I I agree it's gotten worse, you know, lately than than original, but I I just I was never a fan. It it was definitely old school in design, but unlike what Dodge did with the Challenger, which was incredibly old school in design as well, the Camaro just looked too puffy. Yes. Yes. I mean, mean a challenger's puffy. Oh yeah. The the Camaro was like it had these like rear haunches that were just, like, awkward. All, it, it looked awkward. Yeah. Awkward. It kind of scrunched and squinted and just... It didn't look proportioned right.
0: No, absolutely. Ever.
1: And I don't think they've fixed it yet. No. But for some reason, you turn it into a semi-G body rear end, and, yeah, it just works.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, and actually... Chevy, while I have you, since you're clearly still here, can you bring back the SS trim on, like, actual cars? Like the Impala, for example?
1: Yeah, instead of making the Chevy SS, like, just bring back an SS trim
0: across the board. If you you took the Impala, okay, added... Not a body kit, but, you know, a little splitter, some stuff in the front, and a little, little larger spoiler on the back, and dumped, like, one of the truck motors in it and tuned it a little bit. Maybe a variable valve exhaust so you could have, like, the quiet one and, like, a loud obnoxious one. Well, come on. Who wouldn't buy that? It's a sweet-looking car. hmm Come on, Chevy. Get it together, man. Unbelievable. Why do we have to do this ourselves? i swear we're the last we're the last hope for these for these people i don't know what they're doing over there and whoever made this render
1: because good on them
0: oh yeah i mean i gotta tell you i that's the way that i would go and i don't i don't know that people initially think that way it's like this this guy is a car person because i don't know how many people think to the g body to look at it for a future type design and it's a shame because that is that is clean
1: yeah, I mean, in, in stock form, it's not going to look very futuristic, but you take one of those and you you put properly spaced wheels on it, a, like realistic wheel gap, not the super like off-road suspension it had from the factory. Like, you know, you fill out those wheel wells, you drop it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, nose down, you know, like kind of like rear up, nose down a little. Oh, my gosh, they look good. They look real good.
0: And you could offer it in the same or similar configurations that you had for the Camaro. Yeah, just change
1: the body on the Camaro. You know, just don't change, like, because the Camaro performs. I'm not going to deny that. It does. No,
0: no denial there. The Camaro
1: performs 100%. So just make it a Monte Carlo, keep everything underneath the same, and just body it like a modern G-body Monte Carlo, and you would sell. Places don't
0: fix your visibility problems, too.
1: Yeah, your your quarter back glass is still going to be tiny, but your rear window shouldn't be anymore because it's going to be that nice flat, angled back rear window. It should go the entire way.
0: They're not going to be trying to drop the roof through the floor because it'll take the structure away from the look of the car, and suddenly you'll be able to see out of this vehicle. Well, Visibility is not gonna be fantastic, but it's no, a sports car, what no, do you want? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you know you wanna see all directions out of everything, get a get a four-door Wrangler and take all your doors off. Okay. <laughs> if you want to
1: see my RPG coming at you
0: quickly before Vince
1: smites you. <laughs> I swear next time I drive past one and someone's got their leg sticking out of it, I'm just like I mean,
0: every time <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get tent- you for Christmas, I'm gonna get you a uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and then you can every time you see a four-door Wrangler, you can like look at them in the <laughs> eye and snap. <laughs> Please, that'd be great. Get annoyed when they don't disappear. <laughs> what the hell? I'm trying to I'm trying to rid the world of this plague of four-door Wranglers.
1: That's great because everyone you see is that. You don't see the two doors anymore. Every time I see a two-door, I get excited. Like,
0: hey, you're like,
2: oh, my gosh, someone with taste.
0: (laughs) Okay, I would I would say that's going a little far, sir. I wouldn't. Someone with taste. Mm -hmm. Really? So that's it. Everyone with the two wranglers got taste. Yep. Oh, for the love of all that is holy, somebody prove us wrong. Please, (laughs) Florida. I know you're out there. (laughs) (laughs) For the love of God,
1: prove him wrong. Anyone in the last five years, let's mean anyone in the last five to eight years who walked into a dealership and bought off the showroom floor, brand new a two-door Wrangler has taste. Prove me wrong. (laughs) Do you really googling it trying to prove me wrong right now? What are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm looking up a list of celebrities who own jeeps and (laughs) trying to locate one of them who bought a two-door so that i can be like yeah yeah good luck yeah it looks like so far all of them are four doors thank you ralph Ralph lauren has a 1976 cj5 yeah taste britney spears is a two-door wrangler
1: no britney spears doesn't own anything that she owns
0: Hashtag free Britney.
1: Yeah, she doesn't own her thoughts, her saliva, anything.
0: Why did you <laughs> We made it the whole episode without you saying something fucking weird? What why is it gotta go to her saliva? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, was to, I
2: was trying to think of a P of a PG bodily fluid. <laughs> Why did it have to be bodily food? Because it had to be something incredibly personal. <laughs> personal things. <laughs> something that that nope it had to be it had to be something that nobody in their right mind could possibly <laughs> take from you. But somehow they've managed to do it from her.
0: I'm Vince. I'm getting ready to leave for the day. Let me check for my personal items. Thoughts? Check. Saliva? Check. <laughs> 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 all right, that's all my personal things. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, Christ. with that, I'd say I'd say that about does it for us. What do we leave at? I'm laughing at you for saying Britney Spears has known her saliva... <laughs> <And> <laughs> prove well, me wrong. Pro- prove, me wrong. Don't, don't. Please, don't leave it alone. Don't, don't, don't say anything to him about saliva, please. I just, I think for our own safety, it's definitely we're definitely we're definitely done here. That was incredible. So, gods, before I forget, bring back the MR2. Yep. Drop the four-door Wrangler and. Bring back the Monte Carlo and just take the Camaro with you. But, you know, use it to make the Monte Carlo better.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Which I think we agree we can do.
1: You know what? I I think that's the Lord's work right there. It
0: is it is the Lord's work. It is indeed. And that about does it for us here on episode two of Blinker Fluid. As always, tell us why we're wrong. Yeah. Please. Well willing to hear any and all opinions any opinions all opinions apparently except
1: if you drive a four-door wrangler yeah i really don't want to be i don't (laughs) want to start dating myself with
0: you if you drive a four-door wrangler sorry (laughs) uh we are on these end up these end up on spotify now which is pretty cool yeah yeah these are these are on spotify find us there We'll, we'll work on getting it on some other platforms, but right now it's the most major platform we have. Yes, we'll find a we'll find a way to get information from y'all out there about stuff you want to hear about, stuff you want to hear us talk about, stuff you want Vince to say or me to do an impression of while we're talking, just to throw him off, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's always a good time. All that sort of thing. But until then, I'll always check your brake like, your fluid. Indeed. And we will. Talk to you all next week.